Before I get all loud and all crazy about it being the show that's so nice we do it twice, I wanted to calmly tell you about how awesome pro football fantasy, uh, pro football focus is, especially their fantasy stuff, PFF fantasy. Look, you guys already know, these guys grade every player on every play in every NFL game. So who would have better rankings than them? They can also help you with the waiver wire targets, the daily fantasy lineups, optimizing your draft picks each week. Sign up at ProFootballFocus.com. Make sure you use the promo code POD20 so you get to save 20% off. If you're a high-stakes guy, it's PFF Elite for full access to the new premium stats database and green line game picks. PFF Elite gives you all the performance data you need to make winning picks all season long. Join PFF Fantasy today and prepare to win. Sign up at ProFootballFocus.com. Use that promo code. Don't forget, POD20, to save 20% on all subscription plans. It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast, the show that's so nice we do it twice. He's Evan Silva from Roto World at Evan Silva on Twitter. I don't know how he does it. I mean, yesterday, Evan, that was, what, like over an hour of you just talking about the nine early games? Your brain is unbelievable. You are like an encyclopedia, and if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, Evan, you already know this, but I'm telling the listeners now. Head to betonline.ag, use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, which is awesome. All right, so yesterday we did, as you know, the early games, Evan. Today we got to do the 4 o'clock late games the Sunday nighter and both Monday night games. You all can listen to this as soon as you're in your morning commute or late on the West Coast, whatever you want on Thursdays. It's awesome. Speaking of awesome, you know what's not awesome? Paying a crazy amount of money on your cell, cell phone bill. It's a joke. I mean, AT&T has this new $800 million administrative fee increase. Are you kidding me? Administrative fee. They get all kinds of bogus fees. That's why I'm telling people now for just 15 bucks a month to give Mint Mobile a try. It's the big it's the game-changing company that's taking everything wrong with big wireless and making it right. Here's the deal. It's a SIM card. You can choose between a 2, 5, or 10 gigabyte 4G LTE plan. You put it in your already the phone you already have. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Unlimited talk, unlimited text. To get your new wireless plan, Evan, for just 15 bucks a month, plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card, Go to mintmobile.com slash feast. That's mintmobile.com slash feast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month and get free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card at mintmobile.com 
slash feast. Let's get to it. All right, Evan, let's start episode two, the late games, the Sunday nighter, and the two Monday nighters, including Lions and Jets. I'll be on the sideline for that one. My guy Sam Darnold's first start. But we'll start this episode with the Chiefs and the Chargers. It is officially the Pat Mahomes era. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, he's making his first career NFL start against a full-time defense. Uh, He did face starters a little bit last week, 17. uh, But the Broncos did not play their starters the full game. Uh, So this will be his first NFL start against a defense playing its starters for the entire game um, on the road against the Chargers who have, you know, a top five defense in terms of defensive talent, particularly in terms of their pass defense uh, with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram uh, as pass rushers. And then, um, you know, one of the best secondaries in the league, Casey Hayward, Desmond King, uh, Trevor Williams, Jaleel Adai, uh, added Derwin James. I mean, this is just, they're just friggin' loaded. Denzel Perryman is healthy uh, at linebacker. He was not healthy for most of last season. Uh, so, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of talent. And at the same time, I think that Patrick Mahomes is, um, is a guy that we're going to be starting even in tough matchups this year. I really do because first of all, the chiefs defense is garbage. I mean, three, uh, backup quarterbacks during the preseason led touchdown drives against the Chiefs' first-team defense. And the Chiefs played their starters a ton in the preseason. Uh, and they were out there playing against backup quarterbacks and giving up touchdown drives to them. That's worrisome. They're going to be giving up a lot of points. And Patrick Mahomes can supplement his uh, passing uh, stats with rushing stats. I mean, this guy had 22 rushing touchdowns over his final two seasons at, at uh, Texas Tech. He's a great athlete. He's not necessarily a burner, um, but you know anyone who's seen him play definitely knows that he's very willing to run the football, um, and he was willing to run the football during the preseason. He's got Tyreek Hill, man. Tyreek Hill had two big games against the Chargers last year. Uh, so, you know, even with Casey Hayward out there, I mean, Tyreek Hill had this one touchdown where he just straight burned Casey Hayward. And Casey Hayward is like a top three NFL corner. Um, so I, I'm not worried about Tyreek Hill. I, I would be concerned about Sammy Watkins. I mean, this guy showed nothing with Patrick Mahomes during the preseason. Travis Kelsey, the, the Chargers held him in check in these teams' meetings last year um you know i mean he's a top three tight end player but i do like zach Ertz and gronkowski better than travis kelsey this particular week uh sammy watkins is like a fringe wide receiver three slash flex it's not a good matchup and he's shown no chemistry uh in the backfield i'm expecting a lot more passing game this work this year from kareem hunt particularly after the chiefs moved on from charkandrick west charkandrick west took a lot of third down two-minute snaps from Kareem Hunt last season. Um, the one concern is that Spencer Ware gets goal line carries over him, but, you know, that may be, I don't know, that's, you know, something that we're going to have to kind of wade, you know, wade through as the season progresses. We'll know more after this first game, and then we'll know more after the second game, et cetera. 
but Kareem Hunt should be good to go um, as a low-end RB1 against the Chargers. Um, I think Melvin Gordon is like a top three fantasy play on this slate. Chiefs run defense under Bob Sutton finished 25th and 32nd in DVOA the past two seasons. Um, I like that the Chargers went out and got Mike Pouncey at center. Uh, Dan Feeney is entering his second year. They're getting back Forrest Lamp, uh, their second-round pick last year. I don't think he's going to open the season as a starter. I think it's going to be Michael Schofield at right guard. Uh, but eventually Forrest Lamp will come back. Melvin Gordon has four touchdowns over his past three games against the Chiefs. Uh, last time they played 25 touches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. Um, over the last three seasons, the Chiefs have allowed more than, uh, almost seven more points per game on the road than at home. Love that uh, for the Chargers offense. Uh, Phillip Rivers actually has struggled historically against Bob Sutton's defense, but and we look at Bob Sutton's defense right now, and this is this is real, real bad. I mean, they're going to be starting three slot corners uh, at cornerback. Kendall Fuller, Steven Nelson, and Orlando Skandrick, who got cut during training camp. Uh, well, first got cut by the Cowboys and then got cut by the Redskins. And neither of those teams have, like, great secondaries by any means. Uh, so he's already on his third team this year, and he's going to be a starter out there against – uh, the Chargers, and, and all these guys are slot corners. They're going to be going up against the biggest pass catcher core in football. Keenan Allen, 6'2". You know, Tyrell Williams, 6'4". Mike Williams, 6'3". Antonio Gates, 6'5". Uh, that's, you know, that's a mismatch, and all that stuff is good for Phillip Rivers. I want to see how it plays out between Tyrell and Mike and Travis Benjamin before we really invest too much in them. Uh, but I do think that Tyrell Williams is kind of sneaky bet for a big game here. I think that he will open the season as the number two. Antonio Gates is not playable yet in fantasy, but I do think that he'll be active for this game. I mean, he's played, he's spent several years in Ken Wisenhunt's offense and he knows Phillip Rivers and he can produce right off the bat in the red zone. He takes a lot of air out of uh, the, the, the hype on Mike Williams. Um, the hype on Mike Williams was really centered on uh, the fact that he could be like Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry's replacement in the red zone. Uh, but that's not going to happen um, with Antonio Gates back. Keenan Allen should absolutely shred. I mean, they they cannot these this defense cannot hang with him. Uh, we can move on to the next one. All righty, uh, the next one. I guess that's the first four oh five, the only four oh five game. Then you get to the four twenty five games. Redskins, Adrian Peterson, Alex Smith. Against Chase Edmonds and the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, Chase is from Harrisburg. That's why I'm saying that. Uh, I love Chase Edmonds, and I do hope we get get to see him play. I'm also a dynasty owner. Um, this is going to be the best. Speaking of Chase Edmonds, the actual Cardinals starter, This is. I think this could be his best matchup all season long against the Redskins. Um the Redskins are a run funnel. You know, we talked about that on the first podcast with uh, Buffalo last year, finished number six in pass defense DVOA, but 29th in run defense DVOA. And, you know, you look at the, the makings of their, you know, their personnel, their run defense personnel. And I mean, it's not, you know, it's not any, any improved. They are getting back Jonathan Allen and that'll help. But I mean, otherwise it really hasn't improved. So, um, 
and only three teams allowed more fantasy points to running backs than uh, the Redskins last year. So David Johnson, uh, he's an absolutely awesome play. Uh, they're at home. Uh, he's going to be the, the, the focal point of their offense. Sam Bradford loves to dump it down to his running backs. This, this is a situation where David Johnson should absolutely eat. Uh, another thing that Sam Bradford likes to do is throw the ball to a slot receiver. You know, his, his favorite receiver, his favorite receiver with the Rams was Danny Amendola, who ran 81% of his routes in the slot. His favorite receiver in Philly was Jordan Matthews, who ran 93% of his routes in the slot. And then with the Vikings, it was Stefan Diggs, who ran 63% of his routes in the slot and averaged almost nine targets per game uh, for the 2016 Vikings when Sam Bradford uh, set the NFL record uh, for completion rate, which has since been broken by Drew Brees. Larry Fitzgerald is the Cardinal slot receiver. And he should eat against Fabian Moreau, uh, who will be taking over at slot corner, corner for Kendall Fuller, who was traded to the Chiefs. Fabian Moreau played 51 snaps. I'm sorry, 59 snaps all last season. Uh, this is, you know, this is going to be Larry Fitzgerald should take him to the woodshed. The time to bet on Larry Fitzgerald is early in the season. Um, you know, that has been the case for a while. He did finish last season strong, uh, but he is a wide receiver one in week one. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, the only real other pass catcher I'm really looking at for Arizona. Uh, Christian Kirk and Chad Williams look like the other, look like the two and the three for Arizona, but that's not set in stone yet. Um, Chad Williams was listed ahead of Christian Kirk on the opening depth chart. Ricky Seals Jones is another guy who plays in the middle of the field. That's where Sam Bradford is best throwing the rock. Ricky Seals Jones averaged 16.8 yards per catch. Last year's an undrafted rookie converted wide receiver. Uh, Redskins gave up the six most fantasy points to tight ends last year. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones is more of like a DFS play than like a, a locked-in fantasy starter in season-long leagues. But, I, hey, if I saw someone, you know, my opponent, starting Ricky Seals-Jones in a season-long league against me, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's dumb. Um, he, he does make sense as an early-season streamer. On the other side, you know, there are just a lot of mouths in, in D.C., right now because you got Josh Doxon, you got Paul Richardson, you got Jamison Crowder, you got Jordan Reed, you got Vernon Davis, you got Chris Thompson, you got Adrian Peterson, you know, now taking over as the early down bell cow. And I'm kind of just in wait and see mode with this offense. See how things kind of shake out. Jamison Crowder, I think is an okay wide receiver three play in the slot. He will avoid Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson, by the way, not going to shadow this year. He's going to be only on the left side. Uh, he's going to be in that kind of, um, you know, Josh Norman, Richard Sherman role under Steve Wilkes. They're going to be playing more zone, uh, and he's going to stick to one side of the field. I do not know yet, you know, whether Paul Richardson or Josh Doxson is going to be more on one side of the field. We, we will figure that out as the regular season progresses. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, those guys are going to be on the outside, and they're they're likely or they're sure to see more of Patrick Peterson than Jamison Crowder. And then Jordan Reed does make sense uh, as a, a fantasy starter this week, but I would continue to monitor health reports, uh, you know, every single day. That's something you have to commit to when you draft Jordan Reed. You have to monitor health reports every single day. Um, and then uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, I think he's only an option in uh, standard leagues. 
or non PPR leagues, and then Chris Thompson only an option in uh, full PPR leagues. And we can move on to the next one. Okay, uh, next one is the Dallas Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers, both of whom have some offensive line health issues to talk about. Yes. Um, so the the offensive line issues for Carolina seem to be getting better. Uh, I, I'm not so sure that, you know, Taylor Moton isn't getting, just being an upgrade on Matt Khalil. First of all, I left tackle. Darrell Williams and Amini Silatolo have been practicing. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to play. That's We're going to figure that out uh, as we get closer to the actual game. But Christian McCaffrey should really, really eat in this game. Last year, the Cowboys gave the six most receiving yards to running backs. And look, if the Panthers' offensive line is so banged up that they can't open holes, that's just going to increase the likelihood that Cam's dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey, who, hey, led, the, led all NFL running backs in targets last season with 116. He can catch 100 passes this year. That is a possibility for Christian McCaffrey, and he's going to get a lot more carries and a lot more goal line work. He's like a top eight fantasy play at home against Dallas, which will be missing David Irving, its best interior defensive lineman, and uh, lost Anthony Sp- uh, Spencer, not Anthony Spencer, Anthony, the middle linebacker. Why am I? Hitchens. Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens. My goodness gracious. Yes, to Kansas City. Uh, Anthony Spencer uh, out of Purdue used to play for the Cowboys back in the day. Um, But he was a really good run defender. uh, So that's notable for Christian McCaffrey. Cam should eat. Um, You know, he's a guy that... He plays much better when he gets rolling early in the game. He's kind of like a a game flow um, defend uh, you know dependent kind of guy. Uh, but when he gets rolling early in the game, and I think that he will uh, in this one, uh, he he can have really big games. He can really tear apart a defense. Um, his running ability you know always raises his floor uh, and really and raises his upside too. I mean he, he can rush for touchdowns. Um, so I, I think that he is, you know, a pretty confident fantasy star. What's really most important for Cam, though, is just the that his weapons are really fully intact. You have Christian McCaffrey, one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. You have Devin Funches coming off his breakout year, uh, you know, entering a contract season. You have Greg Olson back healthy. Greg Olson looked really good in the Panthers' third preseason game and showed he still had a lot left in the tank last year in the playoffs on 12 targets, had eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown uh, against the Saints. Um, DJ Moore has not yet earned a starting role. Um, so he's, I mean, I don't even think he's really worth owning in most fantasy leagues. Um, he's playing behind Torrey Smith and Jarius Wright. I think that eventually he'll climb the depth chart, but he's not there yet. On Dallas' side, we have Travis Frederick out. Uh, and that's worrisome against K1 Short. You know, Joe Looney has been in the NFL for a lot of years and has like 13 career starts. And he's going to be facing off with K1 Short and Dante Poe. And that is concerning for the interior of the Cowboys defensive line. With that said, what matters most in fantasy is touches. And Ezekiel Elliott is not going to struggle for at all for touches in this offense. They have nothing at wide receiver. They have nothing at tight end. Uh, and Ezekiel Elliott, 
you know, he could get 30 touches in this game, and that's what's most important. Uh, I own him, you know, in a lot of different leagues, uh, my highest stakes league, uh, and I'm excited for Ezekiel Elliott this season. I think he can, he will lead the NFL in touches if he stays healthy, uh, certainly in carries if he stays healthy. Um, no Cowboys receiver is worth using. They are going to use a big rotation. Uh, it's going to be, you know, Michael Gallup. It's going to be Terrence Williams. It's going to be Tavon Austin. It's going to be Alan Hearns. Uh, they want to use Deontay Thompson. Um, it's going to be Cole Beasley. The beat writers there think that Cole Beasley is going to lead the team in targets. Uh, and then they got Blake Jarwin at tight end. I mean, you can't use any of these guys in fantasy. Uh, maybe something will, you know, shake out as the season moves forward and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, as we learn more. But we, we really they're, – they're not options to begin the year. Uh, Dak is dicey. I mean, with this pass catcher core, I want to like Dak. Um, but with this pass catcher core, I mean, I, I, I want to see how things go. He was the number one overall fantasy quarterback in points per game in weeks one through seven last year. He was the number 19 quarterback in fantasy the rest of the way. I think that he does make some sense as like a contrarian DFS play. I think that if you're going to do that, you stack him with Zeke Elliott. We can move on to the next one. Got it. The next game up, it is... Denver Broncos hosting the Seattle Seahawks, Evan. Broncos against the Seahawks. Yeah, um, man, I just wanted to rattle off the Seahawks defensive players that they've been missing since that they've missed since last season. Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, Cam Chancellor, Sheldon Richardson, Richard Sherman, Byron Maxwell, KJ Wright out with a knee scope. Um, Earl Thomas out with a holdout. You know, that is an incredible amount of talent to lose in a short amount of time. Um, I think the Broncos win this game. I think they win it on the back of Royce Freeman. Uh, I think Case Keenum really doesn't have to do a whole lot in this game. Uh, And Royce Freeman is an immediate RB2. You know, his floor is not going to be great because he's not going to play much in the passing game. You're going to see a lot of Devontae Booker and Phillip Lindsay. Uh, but in this particular game, uh, I think the Broncos can control it. Uh, they can win with their pass rush against the Seahawks offensive line. And they have a massive advantage early in the season in home games. Uh, this is something that Warren Sharp uh, has really uh, used to his betting advantage uh, for the past several seasons. Um, since 1989, the Broncos are 31-3 and in weeks one and two games at home. That is unbelievable. Uh, They have a major advantage uh, with the elevation early in the season. Uh, It's it's hotter. Uh, You know, teams are making the the trip out there. I think the Broncos pull off the W here. Um, My favorite wide receiver play is Emmanuel Sanders. I think he outproduces Demarius Thomas this season. Emmanuel Sanders ran 64% of his preseason routes in the slot. Uh, He only ran 27%. Uh, there last year. Uh, And Case Keenum targeted Adam Thielen, uh, as we talked about on the first podcast, uh, at a really, really high rate uh, last year, uh, the highest in the league, actually, uh, among slot receivers who played at least 50% of their snaps in the slot. Uh, So that that bodes well for Emmanuel Sanders. 
Um, I actually think that uh, Cortland Sutton is going to outproduce Demarius Thomas this year. That's one of my that's one of my hot takes, uh, and I think that and we're going to see Demarius Thomas lined up frequently here against Shaq Griffin, uh, who is one of the Seahawks' few remaining good defenders. Uh, I, I think I have Demarius Thomas as a wide receiver three, but I have Emmanuel Sanders as a wide receiver two, uh, and Cortland Sutton as a wide receiver four slash flex, uh, who I think is a, a sneaky bet to have a big game. He's going to be playing in all three receiver sets. Can't do a whole lot with the tight ends in Denver. Jeff Hoyerman has never been a, a producer, even going back to Ohio State, uh, and I think he will share time with Jake Butt in Seattle. Uh, I mean, it's a tough matchup for Russell Wilson. He's always a, a fantasy start, but it's a really tough matchup for him. And first of all, you know, he doesn't have a lot of talent in his pass catcher core. I mean, they're leaning heavily on like Brandon Marshall and Jerron Brown and maybe David Moore. Uh, Doug Baldwin's going to be matched up with Chris Harris in the slot. That's that's worrisome. Chris Harris has been the best slot corner in the NFL for like the last four or five years. Uh, Doug Baldwin opens the season playing at less than 100%. I'm starting Doug Baldwin where I have him, but I'm concerned about it. Chris Carson easily beat out Rashad Penny for the Seahawks uh, starting running back job. Uh, I think that he will get like 16 to 19 touches in this game. Um, But I think that we will see a little bit of Rashad Penny and CJ Proceis will be playing on third downs. The Broncos were number three in run defense DVOA last year. Uh, they returned the same front seven, except they added um, Bradley Chubb, uh, the number five overall draft pick. Um, I think that they are more vulnerable, actually, in the secondary. Uh, they moved on from Akib Talib, and Tremaine Brock is a guy that uh, can be beaten up on, and, and Bradley are. Um, yeah, Bradley Roby on the outside is a guy that has been inconsistent, really talented, but inconsistent. Um, so those are the openings for Russell Wilson. I'm not sure who's necessarily going to do the damage here. You know, it's hard to count on Brandon Marshall, David Moore, and uh, Jerron Brown, and uh, it could be Tyler Lockett. You know, it absolutely could be Tyler Lockett, but it's hard to say anything really definitive about this because it's a it's. It's not a great environment, and we don't know exactly how the usage is going to be distributed. Uh, we can move on to the next one. Well, before we move on to the next one, I want to make sure everybody heard me yesterday when I was telling you about the single-game showdown that DraftKings has going on tonight. It's the newest way to play. All you have to do is draft six guys from Thursday's game. That's it. Stay under the cap. See how your team stacks up against the competition. All in for tonight's game between the Eagles and the Falcons. Put your football knowledge to work, and you could win a million dollars while watching the season opener. Here's what's awesome about it, by the way. The top prize is a million bucks, but you don't have to come in first to be a winner. There are $2.5 million in total prizes, which means thousands of winners. Download the app or go to DraftKings.com now and use promo code FEAST to sign up and make your first deposit. When you do, DraftKings will give you a free shot at $1 million this Thursday. That's code FEAST 
at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And see Evan Silva always for knowledge. Like the Sunday night game, Evan. It's the Bears in Green Bay with Khalil Mack against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, I mean, the big story is Khalil Mack, but how much is he going to play, number one? And it doesn't even matter. Because Aaron Rodgers is, you know, our, our, the, the closest that the quarterback position uh, gets to God. I mean, this, this dude is just absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, he's going to know that Khalil, where, where Khalil Mack is at all times. Um, I think that, you know, in the long run, I love that move by the Bears. And I think that they're going to benefit from it. Uh, but... It's just, it's kind of a blip on the radar screen for week one. Aaron Rodgers should shred. That's what he does. He's had a, he's, he's been, you know, one of the few guys who has had a major advantage uh, against Vic Fangio's defenses over the years. Uh, he's got, you know, um, Jimmy Graham to dominate in the red zone. Devontae Adams leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns and red zone targets of the last two seasons. Um, you know, all these guys are locked in fantasy starters. I think Jamal Williams is too. Jamal Williams can open the season as uh, the Packers clear cut lead back. Aaron Jones on suspension. Ty Montgomery got banged up during the preseason. I don't think we'll see a whole lot of him. Uh, but Jamal Williams, a real solid RB two play right off the bat. Uh, Randall Cobb is like a wide receiver three slash flex. Uh, the Packers run up keeping seven receivers. Uh, there were uh, strong rumors of uh, that the Packers wanted to trade Randall Cobb. They may still look to trade him. Um, you know, they 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 want to roll with their young receivers, and Randall Cobb is overpaid. Um, you know, maybe it won't be until next year that they move on from Randall Cobb, but it's, it's definitely coming. Uh, but you know, but with that said, like he's their best slot receiver, so he's going to be out there playing with Aaron Rodgers. But the, the strongest plays, I think, are Jamal Williams, Aaron Rodgers, and Jimmy Graham and Devontae Adams uh, on the Packers' side. On the Bears' side, facing this defense that got a lot stronger, I think, with the addition of Mike Pettin uh, as defensive coordinator. Uh, made some great cornerback picks. Those guys, Jair, Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson, looked awesome during the preseason. Adam added Mo Wilkerson up front. The area where you can attack the Packers, though, I think, is going to be in the middle of the field because they lost Jake Ryan to a torn ACL early in training camp. And then uh, they lost Oren Burks, who was going to be a third-round pick, high third-round pick, who was going to be uh, his replacement in the middle next to Blake Martinez. I like this matchup for Trey Burton, uh, who I just like in general, uh, but I like those uh, matchup advantages for him. Uh, on the outside, you know, Allen Robinson, I think he's going to be a shaky wide receiver three. He was a guy that I was avoiding in drafts. Don't have a lot of uh, confidence in him to begin the year. Um, you know, Anthony Miller, I, I want to see what his role is first. Um, you know, I, I just the, the chemistry that Mitchell Trubisky showed with Trey Burton, that looked bankable to me, and it also aligns with where Mitchell Trubisky has excelled throwing the football the most, both as a rookie uh, and during his uh, only season as a starter at North Carolina. In the backfield, Jordan Howard should be road hard. 
he should be rode very, very hard against the Packers. Uh, the Pack, the Bears are giving him a chance to play on third downs. That's good news for his fantasy value. His workload should not be in doubt. I don't think we're going to see much of Tarek Cohen uh, in the first game, but I, you know, we, that I could be surprised. Uh, but I don't think that we're going to see a whole lot of him. Uh, and then Taylor Gabriel is like a situational deep threat on the outside. We can move on to the next one. Monday night. We got two games, week one. The first one is Sam Darnold and the Jets. I'll be on the sideline for this one as well, like I said, against a Detroit team that, man, I saw their beat writer Dave Burkett say, it, it, Dave Burkett say it, it was the worst preseason he's ever seen from the Lions, which yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to take that. I, I don't either, but I would agree with him. I mean, I, it was real, real bad. Uh but I, I, but I don't know what to take away from that either. I mean, it could mean something. It could mean nothing. But they, they, they looked awful in the preseason. Um, I'm just going to kind of ignore it, you know. Uh, especially for Week One, they're they're at home uh, at Ford Field. They are bringing back the same, you know, virtually the same offense. I love their offensive line and its potential if they can keep it healthy this year. Uh, love Frank Ragnow in the middle, you know. Um, and Lang, and TJ Lang and Rick Wagner are back up front, fully healthy. Taylor Decker back at left tackle, for fully healthy. Um, I don't know what to expect from the Lions' backfield right now. Last year, they averaged 25.5 uh, touches per game in, in the backfield among their running backs. I boosted it to 28 for this particular game because, number one, they want to run the ball more. Number two, they're at home in a game that they should win. At least they're favored. Um, so, and then I distributed it from there. So I went with 14 for carry on Johnson, uh, eight for LeGarrette Blunt, and six for Theo Riddick. I have very little confidence in that projection, uh, but that is my projection for now. I may change it. Uh, that'll be in my matchups column on Thursday. Um, we'll, we'll see, I, you know, the way that Jim Bob Cooter has spoken, uh, it, it doesn't sound like they are, they have a certainly defined role yet for carry on Johnson, even though he looked really good. Uh, in the preseason, and, and he is that every down back that uh, that um, you know that they've been looking for. Like Garrett Blunt isn't that guy. Theo Riddick is not that guy. Um, Matthew Stafford facing off at home with uh, Jets pass defense that is ranked 31st and 22nd in Football Outsiders DVOA the last last two seasons under Todd Bowles. Now they should be better, much better in the secondary. Uh, added Tremaine Johnson. Uh, Morris Claiborne had a healthy training camp. Marcus May and Jamal Adams, their young safeties, both entered their second seasons. Uh, I think their secondary has a chance to be pretty darn good, but they have no pass rush, man. I mean, especially on the edge. You know, they, 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 it would have been nice if they would have been able to acquire Khalil Mack, but they did trade those three seconds for Sam Darnold, and, um, you know, they, they didn't pull it off. Uh, so, Matthew Stafford is going to have time in the pocket behind this really good offensive line, and that increases the chances that he'll be able to get the ball deep to Kenny Galladay, who is, um, you know, a kind of high upside, if not great floor, wide receiver three slash flex play. Marvin Jones emerged last year as one of the best deep threats in the league, led the NFL in yards per reception. Uh, he should be locked in. The best matchup in the Lions pass catcher core goes to Golden Tate against Buster Screen in the slot. 
Uh, Golden Tate has a really good PPR outlook, I think, in this game. Uh, and then, you know, there's nothing at tight end. I mean, no one stepped up. And that they to claim those 86 targets left behind by Eric Ebron, that's all good for the receivers. This is going to be a three-receiver team. Uh, on the Jets side, you know, we saw Sam Darnold. He moved the offense pretty efficiently um, uh, during the preseason. But he really didn't take a lot of chances downfield. Uh, he had 45 preseason attempts. Only one went 20 or more yards downfield. Now, this is a West Coast offense under Jeremy Bates. Uh, they're not necessarily going to be a deep attacking team. I think that they'll certainly loosen it up as the, the season progresses. Uh, but, you know, who exactly does that benefit? It's hard to say. Robbie Anderson, his game is is deep. You know, Terrell Pryor, who's going to probably be their, their other outside receiver with Jermaine Curse injured, um, you know, he's he's a deep threat too. I think it could be Quincy Anunua. The, the issue is that Quincy Anunua, first of all, he only played 33% of his snaps in the slot during the preseason. Uh, and second of all, we've barely seen him play with Sam Darnold. So we have no idea if they have any kind of a connection. Um, but I think that he is the sleeper to lead the Jets in – uh, targets and catches on Monday night. The tight ends, I, I don't, I don't know how, how they're going to distribute the usage. It's they've got Neil Sterling, um, who I do like, Jordan Leggett, uh, the blocker Eric Tomlinson, and then the rookie Chris Herndon, who made a lot of noise in practice, but you know we didn't see a whole lot of in the preseason. So we're going to learn more about that after this game. Um, Robbie Anderson is, you know, the the one guy that he's got the big play potential, but that, you know, we have not seen the Jets taking the shots downfield, and uh, he, he's probably going to be matched up with Darius Slay for most of this, this game. I love Robbie Anderson, but a little concerned about him in, in week one. Um, and then uh, oh, at the, in the running back position, you know, they listed Isaiah Crowell as the starter, but... Uh, on the pre-week one depth chart, but Bilal Powell dominated first-team snaps over Isaiah Crowell in the preseason. I think that Bilal Powell is a better fantasy play in week one against Detroit. Um, Bilal Powell, uh, in in that third preseason game with Isaiah Crowell healthy, he played 73% of the snaps with Sam Darnold. Isaiah Crowell was, of course, only at uh, 27%. Uh, The Lions finished 28th in run defense DVOA. Last year, and they got crushed by uh, rushing attacks all preseason, uh, as we mentioned at the top. So, I think that Bilal Powell is a real underrated flex play, and just can't use Isaiah Crowell. Uh, we can move on to the, the next one. It's the last one. It's the Rams and the Raiders without Khalil Mack. Yeah, the Rams should really. Okay, so you know. They're, the Oak, this is like the, Oak, the Oakland, like the home field advantage here is like probably a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I, I mean, they, they, well, I'm sure, I think the fan base was real pissed about the Khalil Mack trade, but um, I think that they're still buying into the John Gruden uh, stuff and they're going to be amped for this game. Um, 
But, you know, just from a matchup standpoint, like the Rams should be able to go in and just cook this defense, which was atrocious last year with Khalil Mack. Um, and probably is maybe the least talented defense maybe outside of Kansas City in the entire NFL. I mean, these guys, this, this is, it's real, real bad. Um, so, you know, you got to love Todd Gurley. Jared Goff is an awesome play. Uh, you know, the, the receiver distribution is kind of TBD, but all those guys are in the mix as wide receiver two slash threes. Cooper Cup led the team in red zone targets and targets inside the 10 last year. Only scored four touchdowns, so he should be looking at some positive touchdown regression. And then um, uh, Robert Woods, he averaged 65 yards per game, a career high, until he got hurt. Um, but he's back healthy. Uh, I, I, you know, I, he's just a solid play. Brandon Cooks, you know, I, I think that he's going to get a lot more uh, first, first and second progression reads than uh, Sammy Watkins did uh, last season. I did not think that they signed Brandon Cooks to that massive deal to make him a decoy. Um, and you know, there, there's nothing suggesting that the Raiders are going to be able to like stop deep passes. I mean, they, they can't rush the passer. Not good at corner. So uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, he's a major threat for a big play in this game. Um, on the other side, you know, it, it's a real tough matchup, uh, but the Raiders are going to have to figure out ways to score points. Um, now the, the, the Rams defense and Wade Phillips defenses in general historically have been willing to give up, concede rushing yards in exchange for playing strong pass defense. They uh, that happened in Denver and happened last year uh, with the Rams. The Rams were not a great run defense. They were a really good pass defense, though. Um, now they go out and add Aqib Talib and um, Marcus Peters, re-sign Nikel Roby. You know, I think that this is a really tough matchup for the Raiders passing game. They're going to have to score. They're going to have to find a way to score, uh, but it might. Be, they, you know, they, they might have to run funnel uh, with Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch looked freaking awesome in the preseason. So that's something that you can kind of hang your hat on. And that interior offensive line for the Raiders looked really good too. Uh, the, the exact usage of Doug Martin is something that we're going to have to monitor and figure out uh, as we move forward. Uh, but I think that Marshawn Lynch should open the season as the clear lead back. Amari Cooper... Um, I think is a kind of dicey wide receiver to play. Um, it looks like Seth Roberts is going to be back in the slot, which is disappointing because he siphons red zone targets and keeps Amari Cooper out of the slot, where I think that Amari Cooper needs to be playing. Um, so we'll see Amari Cooper on the outside matching up with Amari, with uh, Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters, and that's, that's worrisome. Jordy Nelson uh, played over 80% of his snaps on the outside. Uh, in the preseason and that indicates that he obviously will also have those very difficult matchups um, Jared Cook with the revenge game against the Rams kinda uh, he set a career high in receptions last year we didn't see a whole lot from him in the preseason so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there but um, you know, he's like a top 18 fantasy tight end play I don't know. I, I think that this, this is going to end up being a Todd Gurley game, uh, very potentially a Brandon Cooks game. 
Evan, you are an absolute beast. And speaking of beasts, I'm telling you, my dudes from Squad QL, they have an awesome, awesome app. I mean, I don't know how they did it. Uh, you know, it's above my head. But the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system so you know exactly which guys you should play that week based on their recommendations. They also provide waiver and trade recommendations, and the app gives you player rankings each week. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. Same dudes that gave you RotoQL, which is the daily fantasy optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. And that will do it for an awesome week one here on the Fantasy Feast Eaton Podcast. Hope you guys dominate. Our goal is for as many of you to win your leagues this year as possible, other than the listeners that are in the league with me and Evan, because I am going to dominate you and trash you you can return the favor by rating and reviewing the show so you get that free shave butter or take advantage of any of our sponsors if you have specific questions about your lineup for evan and then emailing me ross at ross other than that totally stuffed we're done Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.